Music is a time machine that can transport you to a different place and a different time. Another dimension, if you will, in an instant. Get ready as you enter the time zone up ahead. Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone. All right. Welcome in to episode three of Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone. The zone is still very young and has already undergone some changes. Changes that actually happened before I even started. Originally, I was going to be playing music along with talking about it, but the copyright laws and how expensive it is to get access to play the music made it not economically viable. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I know that I am. In beginning this journey into the great unknown, I think it's important for me to dive into my favorite bands up front. I want you to get to know me through the music that I love, and I hope that it will create common ground and community amongst us. Please go to Facebook and join the group if you aren't already in there, as I would love to discuss this music with you. Take my advice. Listen to me. A great opportunity, can't you see? I only want what's best for you. The deal of a lifetime. What more could I do? That said, today we are going to discuss another one of my favorite bands. Sometimes, when you are a fan of a band, they put out a new release and you hear it and are like, what the heck is going on here? What were they thinking when they made this? This has happened way too many times with me and many of the bands that I love. The biggest and most common mistake I made when I was younger, heck, I probably still do now if I'm honest, was I would hear just a bit of an album and give up on it, put it on the shelf before I really gave it a chance. I don't know if this is something that a lot of fans do, but I know it's something I've done too many times to count, which to me is kind of embarrassing. Now the thing is, I usually go back and give the album a listen and I end up kicking myself about it because I end up finding that the band that I love and was so fast to give up on really gave me gold and I should have just pushed through. If so, I would have had more awesome music to listen to much sooner. One such band that this has happened with is The Cult. Now, if you've been a fan of The Cult for any length of time, you know that sticking to one format is not something that they do. They always seem to be stretching their art. Through all of their major releases, Dreamtime, Love, Electric, Sonic Temple, Ceremony, and the album that I'm referring to, their self-titled release from 1994, they have been consistently inconsistent. I was talking with a friend recently about this, and he said, it's like when you hear She Sells Sanctuary that then you hear Love Removal Machine, you almost can't believe it's the same band. And that's just from one album to the next. Now, I absolutely love The Cult. I can still remember the very first time I heard them. I was sitting in my room at my parents' house in Grandview, Texas, with my boombox under the window, and I was listening to the local rock station, Q102, and they just happened to play a song called Love Removal Machine. Now, that was the beginning of a lifelong relationship. To me, the cult are truly a band that 
they do what they want. They don't follow trends. They just do what they want musically, regardless of what the current flavor is. Some bands who were once trendsetters sometimes follow current trends trying to fit in. And that's just something I personally don't think the cult ever really did. They really went in a different direction on every album. When the self-titled or Black Sheep album was released in October of 1994, I remember getting it and playing the first song, Gone, which in my humble opinion has to be one of the worst opening tracks I have ever heard. When I heard it, I was in shock. The previous album, Ceremony, which was obviously different than its predecessor, Sonic Temple, was still a rock and roll sounding album with its own flavors. This song had sort of a rock thing going on in it. Probably, probably alternative is a better way to describe it. But either way, it was just terrible. I mean, in the constant change of sound between albums, I'd say that this was by far the most drastic change they had. Well, at least by hearing the first song. And they say first impressions are important, right? And this was not a good one. Gone just did not appeal to me. When it starts, it sounds like the bassist and the drummer were just messing around in the studio. And then Ian Osprey walks in and says, hey, just keep playing. We're recording right now. I think at that point in my life, I didn't have the hindsight of really realizing that the cult were just going to do what they wanted and that every album truly was something different. Within one minute, we're through the first verse and chorus and Osbury has belted out the F word three times already. Now I'm a big boy and I can deal with profanity, but this just seemed like he tried way too hard to get it in there and it just didn't work for me at all. Of course, the song doesn't work for me anyway, so I guess that's to be expected. This album came out over 25 years ago, and this song has never grown on me. I once did hear a live version of it. He didn't use any profanity, and live it sounded much better, but the studio version just lacks everything for me. So we end the song with a total of seven very forced F-words that... I'm glad this one is over. I pretty much skip this song every time I put this album on. Now, if you listen to my Alice in Chains episode, you heard me gloat over an album pretty much from start to finish. I'm not the fan that's going to gloat about everything a band does, like they can do no wrong, and the cult is definitely a band that puts that to the test. I love that they do what they want, and they don't try to people please. At least that's how I see it. I will say, using Gone as the opening track is a pretty gutsy move. To me, it's the weakest track on the album by far. I've read where some people said that it was very aggressive and angry, and while this may be true, it just doesn't resonate with me. If I could remove one song from this album, it would be this one, and this is the first song. <laughs> Thank God this album takes a right turn into much better territory. Coming Down, Drug Tongue, is the next offering. And if you were let down by the first song the way I was, you probably were not expecting much more from this. Or maybe you thought this has to be better because it just couldn't get much worse. This song starts off with a guitar riff and then kicks in heavily driven by bass. 
which a lot of the album seems to have as well. This song has a very nice groove to it with a killer guitar riff. Just enough guitar mixed in with the heavy bass to make you remember that Billy Duffy's sound is still a major force here. Ian Osbury's vocals sound great. The thing I didn't like as much about the song at first is the chorus. It has grown on me, and man, this song is really good. Compared to Gone, this song is a masterpiece. <laughs> the next song is the first real gem to me. It's called Real Girl, spelled G-R-R-R-L. I'm not sure what the significance is, but hey, it's the cult, so odd things like this are the norm. The song kicks in with a heavy drum beat and Duffy's killer guitar sound with a nice arpeggiated riff, and then the heavy bass kicks in. Actually, I said that wrong. It has a nice, easy drum beat going on with the guitar and then a heavy bass. Okay, that's what I meant to say. There's a lot of very tasteful guitar fills that are all over the song, and Osbury sounds phenomenal as well. His vocals are killer here. He sings the vocals pretty even kill, and when the pre-chorus and chorus comes in, he just belts it out. If you're not familiar with the cult, when Osbury sings live, he doesn't always sing all the words. He gets really into it, and at times you might go, woo, or yeah, when he should just be saying other things. And in this song, at times he just goes in that direction, but it's also outside of the lyrics. And man, I love it. It's passionate. There's a few times when he just holds the notes and sounds great. At the end of the song, he re-sings the first verse, <laughs> verses, but much more emphatically, and it's killer. The song ends, and this could already be my favorite song on the album. It's definitely going to be in my top three. This killer song is followed up by another song that is great, Black Sun. Black Sun is a tale about child abuse. I've heard that many of the lyrics on this album are autobiographical, so this may refer to Osbury's childhood. The song starts with more arpeggiated guitar work from Duffy. Uh, if you don't know what arpeggiated is, it's just like they play a chord, but they play it one string at a time. And that's pretty much the whole bit of guitar knowledge I have. Anyway, this song is slow, but it's a great build. It's got keyboards added in about a third of the way through to help with the build, and they are like a pulse in the background. As the song intensifies, so do the vocals. About halfway through, you think you've hit the crescendo, but this is just more of the terrific buildup that the cult does during the song. It took a while to get to that chorus, and by the time the next chorus hits, it feels like we are full tilt. Pun intended. And we are, but wait. There's more. It feels like the song has ended, but Osbury has more to share. The song has a short, quieter period, but immediately starts building up and blows up into the ultimate climax of the song. Everyone is absolutely killing it here. The only complaint I've ever heard on this song is that the initial buildup takes too long, and while it does take a while, I think the payoff is absolutely worth it. So after this totally awesome song, Next up, we have Naturally High. It starts out with drums, and then bass, and then the guitar all coming together. In this song, we also hear some acoustic in the background with the heavily driven bass during the verses there. 
This song is kind of slower and plodding. It's got a lot of good guitar accents in it, and Osprey has some great vocals throughout it as well. It's not a bad song, but after the last two killer tracks, this one seems like a bit of a letdown. There's a lot of good scattered throughout it, but overall it's not one of my favorites. Next up is Joy. This song starts off slow with drums and a nice guitar riff. Next in are the keyboards, which sound like they came straight from an album by The Doors, which is ironic because later on, Ostbury sang in a band called The Doors of the 21st Century with two of the original members of The Doors. Once we hit the chorus, the song picks up and goes into a much better place. Again, Ostbury's vocals are great here. After the chorus is led by keyboards and guitar, the solo comes in and is absolutely perfect. The keyboards are right there and Duffy just plays a nice soft solo. Not too much or too little, it's perfect. The verses in this song are not bad, but the chorus is excellent. Excellent. Star was one of the singles off the album. It's a much more upbeat and catchy song right off the bat. I love the tone of Duffy's guitar here. It's got his classic sound. The verses start and pull you right in. The last couple of songs were a bit hard to jump into, but this one is easy. Duffy's rhythm guitar plays with him soloing behind it, which is a really nice touch too. This is a fun and easy song to enjoy. There's a lot of what I can only refer to as alternative music sounds mixed throughout the album and very prominent here. One of Osterberry's vocals that I always get a laugh at happens in here. It's at the 358 mark. Freedom is a vision. Freedom is a vision. Freedom is a vision. Freedom is a vision. I think some bands would re-record something like that, but he sounds passionate when he sings it, and that's what the cult is all about. The song fades out with the chorus and some vocal ad-libbing, and we are on to the next song, which is Sacred Life. It's a song where Osbury mentions four different people that all died too soon. Political activist Abby Hoffman, actor River Phoenix, and musicians Kurt Cobain and Andrew Wood. Hoffman committed suicide in 1989 at the age of 52, by swallowing 150 phenobarbital tablets using liquor. Those tablets are medicine that's used to help people that have epilepsy. River Phoenix died on Halloween in 1993 of a combined drug intoxication following a drug overdose at the age of 23. His official cause of death was acute multiple drug intoxication, including cocaine and morphine. Kurt Cobain controversially shot himself in the head with a shotgun at the age of 27. He had a high concentration of heroin and traces of diazepam, which is Valium, that was found in his body. Uh, Valium is a medicine that produces a calming effect used to treat conditions such as anxiety, seizures, and alcohol withdrawal syndrome, among other things. Andrew Wood died at the age of 23 after a heroin overdose, which caused him to have a hemorrhage aneurysm, which caused him to lose all brain function. All of these deaths are extremely tragic, and outside of Abby Hoffman, all of them involve drugs. He took 
drugs, I guess, to kill himself. But I'm not a fan of drugs at all. I've always lived my life in a way that I'm going to be me. And if I'm chemically altered, I'm not going to be the same guy. I don't care what you do because I'm going to do what I want to do. I've never in my life been under the influence of any drugs. I've always said rock and roll is my drug. And I've been under the influence of that <laughs> quite a bit. I don't need any chemical or liquid to help me have a good time. Now, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but you will get honesty from me. I'll just That's just how I am. You've got to get comfortable with who you are. You've also got to be okay with the fact that not everyone is going to like who you are. I believe that most people want to do that, but they would rather please others or fit in so they don't have to really portray who they truly are. We are all created uniquely as individuals. Uniquely. We are not all the same. We don't all have the same interests and likes, and that's okay. It's okay to be different. If we were all the same, life would be boring. Don't be afraid to not do what everyone else is doing. It takes courage to stand alone and be yourself, but it is well worth it. My thought is that when people get into drugs, it's because they're afraid to say no to someone. And I hate that. Drugs ended three lives here that had so much more living to do. Okay, let me get off the soapbox here. <sighs> Osbury asks the questions in this song. What is holy in your life? And what is sacred in your life? Over and over. I'm not exactly sure what he's going for other than the fact that maybe we need to seek that out and that's a message I can get behind. So back to the song itself. The song is led by bass and drums. After the first verse, Duffy plays a nice solo in the chorus. When the second verse is about to come in, he adds some killer tremolo effect, which is what you hear in Pink Floyd's song Money when the guitar kind of has that echoey thing. It carries on throughout and creates a great vibe. When the chorus gets here, he plays this very soothing solo again. Osbury's vocals are passionate, which is almost always the case. He seems to really believe in what he sings on pretty much every song. The song fades out with a nice bit of piano to play it out. Be Free is the next song, and it starts off straight up with a Billy Duffy riff. Then we hear Osbury shaking the tambourine, and the song kicks into full gear. This is probably the closest thing we get on this album to a straight-ahead rocker. The song has a definite swing to it with the way the drums are playing, too. It's pretty straightforward, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, guitar solo, then back into the chorus a couple times. When the song is almost over, Duffy throws some cool solo licks, and then it's over. This has never been one of my favorites on the album. It's not a bad song, but it's definitely not a go-to for me. Next, Universal U kicks in with really hard bass, guitar, and drums. It all dies down when the verses come in, though. It's nice, with the bass and Duffy playing some tasteful solos. When the chorus kicks in really hard again, Osbury starts singing. You can tell that he is really into it. After the second chorus, there's a really cool interlude, and it slays. It ties the song together very well. Duffy does a great job on the soloing throughout all the verses, too. I really like this song. The guitar playing in it is excellent, and Osbury is once again passionate. 
The next song is one that I've skipped for years. I've been listening to it lately so I could give a fair assumption of it. And who knows? Maybe it will be one of those songs that I kick myself about. It's called Emperor's New Horse. It starts off with Osberry saying, Emperor's New Horse, take five. Emperor's New Horse, take five. Emperor's New Horse, take five. If I play this album next week, I will skip this song. So with that, let's skip over to the last song. I got to throw in a dad joke at some point, right? Or maybe I should call it an uncle joke. Yeah. Okay. The last song is definitely in my top three for this album. There are some that I absolutely love and some I just don't like at all. This is one that I love. Saints are down. It starts with drums and acoustic guitar. The vocals come in and the song goes quietly through the verse and to the chorus. By the end of the chorus, we have no bass even. I'm sensing a buildup and I know it's coming, so get ready. Verse two, here's the bass. The vocals are getting more intense as well. The second chorus is also following this pattern. After this, there's a bridge and the intensity really picks up. The vocals and guitar are much more intense. We are at full throttle here and I absolutely love it. Soon the song changes. It goes straight drums with an ominous keyboard in the background and some odd vocal noises to give it a really eerie vibe. And for about 75 seconds, the song is in a lull. And then it kicks in full force and intensity and goes on like this until it fades out. And with that, we are at the end of this album. If I was recommending an album for someone to get into the cult with, it definitely would not be this one. Having said that, there are some great songs on it. This is the very reason we listen to full albums, because if you judge a book by its cover or an album by its first song or just the hits, then there's a great chance you'll be missing out. If I had to grade this album, I'd probably give it a 75. On a regular basis, after listening to this album, I skip probably 25% of it, which isn't good, but that means there's nine songs that I do listen to, so that's not bad either. Now, the Cult have released a total of 10 studio albums, five that came before this one and four that have come after. There is a ton of variety to listen to. If you like rock and roll, I'm pretty sure they've got something out there that you'd like. Just give them a shot. All right. If you like the show or if you have a friend that likes rock and roll, please share the show with them. We want to meet all the people I can that love this music too. Now, The Zone is currently on Apple, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, Ask Alexa, Podbean, and Stitcher. It may be available in some other places that I'm unaware of. And also, I'm trying to get it on iHeartRadio and Pandora as well. I don't know what the holdup is there. Uh, if you have any questions, any comments about this week's show or any of the others, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and email. 
at email is uh, uncle.steve.rock at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is at Uncle Steve Rock with no periods in between it. So, if you don't have that person in your life to introduce you to music, and we all need one, I will be that guy for you. I will be your Uncle Steve. I will talk to you soon. Peace out. You will now be transported back to your regularly scheduled time zone. Emperor's new horse take Bye! Freedom is a vision! Freedom is a vision! Freedom is a vision! Freedom is a vision! Emperor's new horse take Bye! Freedom is a vision! Freedom is a vision! Freedom is a vision! Freedom is a vision! Alright, I'm sorry I've subjected you to all that, but peace out. Freedom is a vision! Freedom!